What's your 20? This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for cocktails? Cool characters. And the explosive relationships. You'll only find in cocktail? Well, rhythm. Your blenders. Four. An earful of cocktail. The world's most popular cocktail podcast. That's where you want. Fans of cinema cocktails will find much alike. That is, if you're not some no good yuppie. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little barman poetry, and we'll even have a few of Coglin's laws. Coglin's law: never show surprise, never lose your cool. Welcome to an earful of cocktail. Hello, welcome to earful of cocktail. I'm um, Herbie. I'm Alan, and uh, this is, as mentioned previously, an earful of cocktail. An earful of cocktail. Uh, this is where we talk about cocktail, uh, and we're talking about 18 to five minutes of cocktail today. I'm going to lay it down right now. Lay it down. Lay it down. This show, this episode, yeah, mistake free. No oh, mistakes. Well let's, well, let's see. No zero mistakes. Let's see. Of uh, like factual mistakes. Production mistakes, and I think we'll we'll capture every uh, nugget of wisdom to be gleaned. Nothing for missed. Analysis. Yeah, yes. n- nothing missed. Nothing lost. Okay. Uh, so now that we've got that out of the way, yeah, hello. we're here. Hello, friends. Hello, friends, and, and non-friends. Yeah, hello, enemies. Hello, enemies. <laughs> this show does make a lot of enemies. <laughs> That's true. The Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra, for one. No, they're mm. they're they're neutral. Well, we'll get into that. Uh. Only enemy we've ever really made is that uh, guy with that terrible other podcast. Clint? Car- yeah, Clinty boy. Uh, <laughs> boy, that guy was awful. He was uh, not good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we start off as we always do. Uh, news first or is it Keyline Pie first? Uh, news first. News first. Yeah. Uh, Although, should we do our special segment before news? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, as you know, we're here to celebrate the movie Cocktail. So, we also simulate the movie Cocktail. We also simulate the movie Cocktail. You'll notice in these five minutes, and we're dissecting the 18th five minutes. Is that accurate? Uh, Yes. 18th five minutes of Cocktail. Uh, In these five minutes, what you will find is a lot of um, expensive cognac drinking. Yeah, so we're simulating that with non-alcoholic uh, sim- uh, simulations here. Not, uh, yep, non non-alcoholic. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, it's it's from a Remy Martin bottle. So Rem- it's, yeah, it's yeah. in a Remy Martin bottle to make it look convincing. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's 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 we're simulating it as we go. It's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, okay, so news, uh, breaking mm. news. This is huge news. Huge uh, news. Huge news. Uh, we uh, uh, had a screening. Uh, uh, between the two of us of FX to better analyze this movie. The movie F slash X. FX. Look at that. People what? being he- people want to hear more of me. People want to hear more of you. All right. Yeah, here. Thank you. Hello. Now they, now they get a lot more of you. Very good. Say, thank say you. anything right now. Anything right now. Uh, wow. It's actually impossible. Is there some new... Do we have a compressor all of a sudden? Wait. There's always weird stuff going on. We have... It's, it's a very I, long copy. I can't turn chain. you up high enough. Nice. Yeah. Uh, great. All right. Um, nice. we we are we're getting real time <laughs> feedback from the fans right now. See, this helps the editing process later. Uh, yeah. It's always good to have a nice control loop going on. 
Uh, FX featuring uh, Douglas Coughlin himself, Brian Brown. Brian Brown. 1986. Uh, I I saw it... Uh, better part of 20 years ago back when i was in uh eighth grade geometry i remember doing homework for geometry watching movie fx was it it was geometry related was this like an assignment yeah the yeah. assignment was please watch fx on wgn tv mm. and and uh do your homework mm-hmm. uh and yeah it's it, back then i did not know brian brown for anything else now i know from now you're good friends fx quick review uh good movie great well are you what? It's it's no it's it's good. It's good. It's I, it's I, very good. It's very good. It's well, not great. I, I, did I say? I believe I I even started off modest saying very, uh, good movie. I don't think I said great movie. Although I do say you I just honestly, said you just said great movie. Uh, well, no way to know. Yes, you did. No way to know. Right, well, uh, there's no mistakes. I'll say this: it so. is a great movie. I think it's a great movie. Um, I was I was not disappointed to revisit it. Uh, it delivers. Okay. It delivers. I found, I found some of the characters a little one-dimensional. Um, yeah, but that's that's what they're trying to deliver. All just right. Like, just like Flatland. It's um, yeah, yes, it is Flatland the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Uh, so other, that's, other news. Well, I mean, big. Okay. Was that it on FX? And the, I, I mean, we, no, I think it's worth saying. This is the movie that put Brian Brown in this movie. Yes. You look at Brian Brown in FX, and you say that guy could be. A slightly deranged bartender. He looks like a like Douglas Coughlin, but two years younger. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, uh, he has that impish smile. Uh, he's 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 crafty. You know, it's all the stuff you want from a uh, Coughlin. And you had the insight while we were watching it that it's it really takes until you get to the back half of the movie when he starts, you know, getting kind of. Uh, um, he's more of an everyman when he begins with, and he's not a great everyman. No, but as soon as he gets into his devious, yeah, FX mode, sure. It's 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 kind of like Home Alone slash Straw Dogs, except it's an FX man doing special effects to uh, to to thwart people. Which exactly, is, which is great. Yeah, it's 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 great, and he does great at it. And that is where you can see what then I think someone else saw and and translated into the genius of Brian Brown's character in Cocktail. Yeah, I mean honestly, I can't imagine anyone playing Coughlin better than than Brian Brown. Uh, and thank you, FX. Uh, you, you did it. Thank you, FX. Thank you, FX. Thank you, FX. Uh, FX. Uh, FX. Yeah. So, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, that's number two. Uh, have we gotten a response? So, let me check. Let me open up <laughs> gmail.com. You could have checked a few minutes ago, but we want to give you We want a live. Yes. We want to know as of this moment. Okay, archive to Twitter notification. That's, that's fine. We're done with that. I'm going to search now for Pittsburgh in my... In my Gmail inbox, and what will I get? I actually a lot of things because there's the there's the Pittsburgh you're Penguins. Always, you're always traveling there's to a, Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, yep, lots of Pittsburgh business. Actually, I'm not even seeing. It must not. <laughs> it must not have included the word Pittsburgh. Okay, what what? Do you uh, remember Greg, the, Greg with two G's. Greg, Greg Baker, Greg Baker and cocktail. Found it. Here's the thread. Email from me, Saturday, March 9th, 6.35 p.m. But we have a lot. We lost five minutes, so let's just cut So this. let's just reread the email. No, we don't have yeah. time for that. Okay. Uh, but in any case, any response right now? No response. No Should response. I, okay, so I'm just going to reply all here. Uh, yes. Yep. Um, hello again. Hope you're having... Uh, <laughs> hope the season is off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> that might get you auto-purged. <laughs> I don't. I mean, some season's probably starting. Yeah, see, spring is starting. Okay, spring has sprung. Hope, hope your spring season is off to a great start. Or is that too specific? Uh, why don't you just say, uh, you know, 
Well, hoping hope. for answers on, on Greg. Hello again. Just wanted to check in. That's all you need to say. <laughs> on whether... On on just want to check in, re Greg Baker. Yeah, re Greg Baker. Re Greg Baker. Uh, we have no firm deadline, but we would uh, love to. Push no the- firm deadline, yeah. but the more info, the sooner, the more info, the, the, the better. better. <laughs> the more, the more, no firm deadline, but the more info, the sooner, the better. Uh, sure. Perfect email. <laughs> Cheers, Bravo. Alan and Mark. Bravo. We said Bravo in the first email. Yeah. Okay, we can say that again. Yeah. Bravo. That's what orchestras do. Um, Hello again. Just wanted to check in. Regreg Greg Baker. No firm deadline, but the more info, the sooner, the better. Wonderful. Bravo, Alan and Mark. Uh, Keyline Pie, we ready? Send. Uh, we are ready for so Keyline Pie. We have already prepped. In these five minutes, this is a line each of us thinks uh, represents this this, ep- this episode. It, everyone it, knows that. Everyone knows that. Everyone. Knows, well, we did miss it last episode, so we, actually, well, maybe we were rusty, but now we're we are finely tuned. Tuned in recently, might not yes. know. Okay, so uh, you ready? Are you ready? I wrote key line pie on the back of my card. I did not. Okay. okay. Well, how do I how do I know what's on that card? Well, it's blank. Okay. Hand okay, them to so, each other, and then we and we read does, them out at the same time. Okay. So we hand them to each other, and then okay, ready? Okay. By the way, yeah, is this up or is this down? Uh, it's sideways. Is now this, it now it's up. Okay, okay. And, and is this is this up or down? Uh, that is uh, rotate it. There you go. Perfect. Okay. Ready? Three, Three two, two, one. It's what called you see marriage. Is what you get. I will almost almost here. They're both good. Yeah. yeah it's called all, marriage, and what you see is what you get. Almost a match, but yeah. not quite. Uh, theme song. What is happening? No mistakes. No mistakes. This oh. episode. That's the Ox Codec, which is not the CD. Yeah, uh, arguably. Okay, song. I mean, this is the... we go wow so no mistakes turned into like just just non-stop mistakes well that, uh, that is the it's cd just, player's fault it's just mistakes left and right cd player's fault what i what? usually tune up uh by playing loons that was my mistake uh yeah, yeah so uh we have the next few minutes here here's a theme song uh, this is where we do errors in previous episodes and i do have a i have a bundle all right a bundle of errors a uh, first one is this is actually me doing more research uh, remember, we couldn't tell. Hey, is the is the uh, Hysteria Club is it in Toronto? Is this a Toronto filming location? Um, a Toronto location. Uh, yes, it, they're all we, Toronto we, locations. This, as it turns actually, out, actually, no. Uh, oh. If you look back at the scene closer, I, by this I mean, have not. By this, I mean you look at it when it's in daylight. Okay. You can see the UN building in the background. Whoa! It's on Manhattan. So New this York is, Harbor. This is a real place called the Water Club in Manhattan. So well, that's. That, that's straightforward enough. A uh, bit of information we couldn't pull out last time. Uh, what does a bouncer do if a guy escapes into the into the the, 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 the club? W- what about a gal? Well, or a gal, yeah. yeah. Just a, a, a Anyone, sneaky devil a of any sort. escapes into the club, okay? Um, and I was I was informed, and we did not tell you this, so we're in error. Uh, 
but I was informed uh, you tell someone inside to get them. Yeah. The bouncer himself would not go in. Never. So, um, or herself. Or herself. Uh, it's it's uh, Last episode, you started out by playing the Earful of Convoy theme. Yeah. It's an Earful Cocktails thing. That was an error. <laughs> Did, wait, wait, wait. You mean the promo at the start of last yes, episode? Yes. Earful Cocktail promo? It's Earful Convoy. Or sorry, it's Earful Convoy yes, promo. Yes, that's an error right there. You're saying that. <laughs> uh, How did we not notice that? Also, you said that uh, <laughs> in the past, we, we have for three or four episodes not transitioned into... I'm, uh, I'm aware of this problem. I checked two in the past, and actually it was perfect uh-huh. in all episodes before the last episode. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, you were wrong in claiming that that was a streak we're upholding. Okay, You're that's just fine. dead wrong. No, so in all cases, we, we transition directly into who let the dogs out. For, at, least in, out. at least in, in the penultimate episode, uh, we did. So that's sure. that's errors. Okay, those. Wait, wait, wait. What if I have any corrections? Oh yeah, do you? I don't. Even got at the right level of volume. Nice. Yeah, you really need to pump it. Gotta pump it. You gotta gotta pump it because it's it's that MIDI is a little quiet. Yes. Okay. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, and this is a segment we like to call "Who Let the Spoilers Out." That's correct. Uh, this is where we spoil the five minutes uh, to you. Great trumpet. We spoil the five minutes to you. Many samples have come a long way. Yeah, in a worse way. Well, no, I mean, that's those. Well, who knows what these samples are from? It's some website oh. that converted it for me. But, yeah. you know, a modern MIDI sample, they have it, they have people play a note thousands of different ways. Well, I hear a lot of modern companies, they cheap out, and instead uh, of actually producing it, uh, they just uh, ship it off to a call center uh, around the world, and people actually play with instruments. Right? Ah, yes. Yeah. yeah the, really cheaping out. They call it live MIDI. Live MIDI, yes. Yeah. Uh, this is where we spell the five minutes by reading a summary. Uh, pretty pretty short today. And look mm. at this. This is all we have left after this. I, well, as we've discussed, I think our spoiler writer w- hit his word count. Also, and also, the movie is winding down. Gave up. Well, there's plenty to talk about, but sure, yeah. It's, yeah. I think more it was him giving uh, up. Well, I'll, I'll just get into it. Well, then do so. Douglas confesses to Flanagan that even though he considered himself to have succeeded in the life he had hoped for, he had his shortcomings. These included the skills he lacked for running a business. He had failed in the business his father-in-law had started up for him to run and kept it a secret to his wife. Douglas passed out drunk in the yacht, and Flanagan offered to give his wife a ride back home. She makes a move on him, but he declines the sexual advances from her. We don't, So we don't know for sure in these... Fi- I mean, it's implied. We don't know for sure that, that Coughlin uh, passed out drunk in the yacht. No, we see him. He's on a couch. Yeah. I mean, I'd say he is objectively, visibly passed out and drunk insofar as he's drinking visibly on screen. Uh, What what way do you think it's unclear whether he's passed out drunk? Well, no, no. I guess, okay, we see him pass out drunk. I mean, he could be... Whether he continues to be passed out drunk in the yacht after they leave, that's the... 
Like the know. door could close, his eyes could spring open. Yeah, and he's like, and he could go running him. after him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think. That, I mean, in in reality, Brian Brown playing Coglin was probably not passed out drunk. He was acting. I mean, given a bottle of Louis Trey, though, are you kidding me? You don't uh, think Brian yeah. Brown is, you know, yeah. glug glugging it? No. That's that's the actor's dream. Yes. When you, uh, oh, when they bring the Louis Trey on set. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, that's why he took the role. <laughs> that's why he took the role. So uh, <laughs> they said I, there's a bottle of Louis Trey in it for you, Brian. Exactly. Yeah, you don't pass that down. Uh, so uh, don't pass it down at all. Don't pass it down. Uh, so yeah, that's that's basically all we have going on here. I'd say he was uh, evidently uh, passed out drunk. Sure, sure. Uh, are we ready to uh, go into our next thing? Next thing is the sink. Next thing is the sink. Yeah. So we're gonna sink. That was who let the spoilers out. That was, and uh, who did? We did. All right. Very exciting. Very exciting. So uh, the sink. So if you go home. Yes. You, the audience member, go home, pull up your copy of Cocktail. Is this in silence usually? or um, No no one really knows. Yeah. Good. Perfect. No, no. Zero mistakes. Another part of this mistake-free episode. Zero mistakes. There were so many ways to do that smoother, and I chose none of them. <laughs> Okay, you you are gonna. I kind of like the silence. Here, let's cut that off. All right, you. I'm choking right now. There, there are so many. If you listen to podcasts, like I do sometimes, we are the only good podcast. We are the we are the this in that Eve Online podcast where they play (laughs) really dramatic music in the background as a guy reads statistics. Those are the only (laughs) two good podcasts uh, because there's always noise in the background. Most podcasts don't constantly have music in the background. Well, I have another podcast without music in the background and it's terrible because it doesn't have music in the background. But it's sometimes nice just to listen to people talk and then you can put your own music behind it if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) We'll, We'll have notes on how to do that. Uh, uh, I'm just ready. Okay, thank you. Oh, jeez. <sighs> okay. It's, I mean, it's calming for us. It's nice for us to hear, but I can make that happen without it going to the listeners out there. This is not for the listeners. <laughs> this is for us uh, to calm ourselves down and get ready to do the analysis. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, then this is very calming, really. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, so we are doing a thing called the sink. Yeah. Right, and the sink itself is what I would call. Now there was a chance. There's always a chance. You can always prepare. <laughs> oh, I was hoping for that uh, for that powerful stuff hit. It did not yeah. land. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Odds were against you, but it was fine. you never know. You you know it's it's a it does it, the song does contain those words more than once. So there's there's always a decent chance of it. We being... have a lot to discuss in this episode. No bad. Nope, nope, not ha- just not happening. It's uh, close. We're close. I'm ready it's, to do the sink. You ready to do the sink? Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I would call it. Wow, it's it, that's harder than I thought. It's also not a very good song. If the song was just the word "powerful stuff" said <laughs> over again and, and again, over again, that yeah, would be that, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one can hope. Okay, go home. Grab your copy of cocktail. Grab the 18th five minutes of that copy. Yeah, loop slice it, it and dice it. Slice it, dice it, loop it, lock it. Uh, MPV. And, Stop, reload it. And then, uh, yeah, get ready. Uh, three, get two, ready. One. Three, two, one. Three, three two, two, one, one go. Has certainly come in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so many things happening. Nice. Uh, How's this thing going? Um, 
the sink is Our okay. ship is going down. It's a little little down. off, but you know what? It it drifts a little How's bit over that? the course of the episode, oh, usually. Just like so, a boat. Yeah, so I'm fine with that. Okay, um, so uh, in this uh, five minutes, we have, wait. I'd like to say three scenes. Um, read some of your I'd say we have at least three scenes. Um, I'd say we have I know about exactly three scenes. Okay. I would Lay them on me. Uh, scene one, and that basis is the first lo- location. Yes. Uh, scene one in the boat. Boat scene. Uh, and this is uh, Flanagan and Coglin. Flanagan finishing taking his photo. Yeah. Which we saw the start of in the last episode. Wonderful cliffhanger. Amazing. We didn't know what was going to happen. Was he going to take the photo? Was he not going to take the photo? We didn't know what was going to take the photograph because uh, Coglin had binoculars. He had a, a Polaroid. and uh, One of those people was going to take a photo. And it turns out the Polaroid did it. <laughs> yeah. It's, you uh, never know. So they're just chilling in the boat for a while. Uh, yep. Boat chilling. Fun stuff. Uh, powerful stuff. Powerful, fun stuff. Uh, then we have a little bit, I'd like to call a parking garage scene. Oh yeah. Well, we have we have right. Uh, um, do we not? We don't see any of the ride home. We see one shot as they're driving down the street, going into the parking garage. Okay, so we see a little bit of the ride home. So that's a fourth scene there. Yeah, it's a four, yeah. like a fourth meal. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so that's fourth meal. I mean, it's really just a uh, establishing shot. Nothing really happens in it. Yeah, stab uh, shot. So I call it more of scene two Z, which is Z is very good. Uh, Z is like minus one from A, so just minus one indexing, whereas the main scene in the parking garage is scene 2A. I see. Uh, I see. No. Uh, then we have uh, scene three inside the uh, the Coglin pad. The yeah. Coglin, Coglin Cog, the Cog apartment. Suite. Yeah, the Cog apartment. The Cog apartment. The Cog, the, well, the Cog, the Coglin Prognan apartment. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they almost called the movie. <laughs> uh, Cocktail. The Coglin Prognan apartment. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm, I'd watch that. Well, so, and here's the question, though. The parking garage is underneath the apartment. So oh, yeah. So should that be called one scene? I'd say they should call it two scenes. No, it's not about location. It's about context. Well, the context is pretty similar. Sure. But there is an establishing shot before the uh, apartment scene. Yeah. So I'd say there are two. I'd say the three scenes total. Yeah. Okay. And then the fourth meal, which is the uh, the brief, the brief, here it is, uh, the brief scene where... Um, where Flanagan is driving uh, the Mercedes. Oh, it is Mercedes. That's yep. nice. Is this? Would this be a good time to listen to? It's a good time to listen to the movie. Oh, okay. I thought I actually. Yeah, I thought I had you know, to drive my car, but I should probably be happy over here. So <laughs> great. See, I, it's you know similar. We're a good team. Um, okay, so uh, I'd say we should talk about all three scenes and let's at say, once. Let's say in order. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Would you really want to do that? No. I think it'd be better if we do it uh, maybe scene one and then scene two and then scene three. Okay, what what about fourth scene? We do that uh, between scene one and scene two because it's actually scene two Z. Mm, okay, yeah. good. Uh, okay, so scene one. Scene one. Coglin, Flanagan. Boat. Boat. Carrie's dream. Carrie's dream. Carrie's dream meets Carrie because Carrie Progden comes on a boat named after her. Sure, but that doesn't happen until way later. But it's still part of the scene. It's still part of the scene, but it's way later. So let's let's break down the first part of this here. Sure. Okay. Do you have notes here? I have so many notes. Okay. Let's start with the note you have. Okay. Coglin, um, Coglin's business revenue, quoted by Flanagan, a hundred thousand dollars a week. A hundred k a week. Uh, there's no there's no thing that. Before that, that lets you know that this is happening. And I actually checked back the scene where they're in the boat in Jamaica. Yeah, and they don't talk about it. The, yeah, this is the yeah. So well, so what I don't understand is this supposed to be 
Is this supposed to be the revenue coming in off of the club that he's running? Is I believe so. Okay. Or is this supposed to be his investment revenue? Or is this supposed to be like what Kerry Prognan's family is giving them? I, I thought it could be any of the three or, I believe or a combination her of her family the... is making capital investments in getting the club going. Yeah. And I believe that 100000 is actually what they're taking in. Mm. So there's two possibilities here. One is that off screen, Coughlin told him, and keep in mind, this would be off screen. I yeah. don't know if this makes sense for this to happen because we saw every second of them together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> since they met up. And well, maybe there. he's heard from contacts in the business that this is what his club is doing. Possibly. Or maybe yeah. he uh, sent a quick uh, a quick message to his pager saying, hey, I'm going to stop by your place. Yeah. Uh, and then he called back and said, stop by. I mean, that's a question. Was there any prior uh, notice that he's going to stop by the club? Or do you think that was absolutely surprising? Oh, no, absolutely a surprise. So, But he might have looked into, you know, asking some friends in the business. And one of those friends is like, yeah, he's doing real well over there. He's making 100K a week at that joint. <laughs> right? Like, is that, I can see that being a deleted scene. So there are two possibilities. Yeah. One is either uh, Flanagan figured it out 100% on his own. Uh, or he actually just went to the bar, and as he was going around, it should be on mic. It's it's good. Uh, as he went to the bar, he's so good that he can look around and just see the the money flows. It's kind of like oh, he's yeah. counting the number of patrons. He's estimating in his head. He's like RoboCop. He just sees yep. it and like all these money, 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 money come up and say yeah, where the revenue sources are. Ooh, that would have been a good scene. Yeah, that's why he's such a good bartender. Uh, I. I would say, I would say he might just be making up the number. I it, it, the way he says it though, he is very confident. Well, when it comes around again, we'll have. Yeah, it. okay. I thought we had it there, but we didn't. <laughs> a lot of they they have some potty mouths in these five minutes. I'll tell you that well, much. Took a lot of work. Yep. Uh, there um, are there are two times they say hundred in this movie. Ah, the One? other time is have we seen it already? Yes. Um. Is it is it related to the check? Uh, no. Um, is it? Let's see. A hundred. Oh, is it related to any of the like commodities that they discuss nope. in Jamaica? Nope. No. Oh. Um. You have five seconds. Then we gonna lock uh, it down. A hundred. A hundred. What a, what about a hundred pound ballerina who's oh! been speeding for three days? I never would have guessed that. I never yeah. would have guessed that. Uh. That's so he incredible. says, a hundred grand a week, painful. So yeah, Flanagan feels like he's actually like, well, I have a fact here. I have a fact that you're making a hundred grand a week. How yeah. can you say you're doing badly? Yeah. So it's some, he has some reason to believe that. Although Flanagan, a lot of times, I think he can just have this weird idea and believe it to be a fact. Yeah. Because he's kind of weird and strange. Yeah. 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 Uh, so a hundred grand a week, that's for, so do we assume the bar is open seven days a week? Uh, They're probably off for Sunday because that's a religious day. Um. Okay. So six days a week. Yeah. So they're probably off Saturday because uh, it's all. They're definitely day. not off Saturday. I think it's. They, uh, I'm, I'm gonna say they might be off Monday. I want to go home. Yeah, Monday probably. Uh, um. Okay. So let's say six days a week. That's sixteen and a half k a night. Yeah. That seems reasonable. How much do you pay Henry? That a bar. Well, hold on, hold on. First, is it reasonable that a bar would be doing sixteen k a night? In in 1986. I'm not a barman. Well, are you a poet? Um, I am a poet. Ah, uh, well, so uh, 
Okay, well, what's, what's the question? So, I mean, here, so 16, 16 can yeah, night. Are we trying to get this from first and principles? And then what's, what does a drink cost in the 80s? A uh, drink in the 80s, I'd say you're probably about maybe 7, 8. Or at a Highland Club, I think you might be tipping 10 a drink. But High end club, you wow, really? That's expensive. I mean, that's like a twenty dollar drink now, which is ex- yeah, really expensive. But this is a very trashy, like just rip off. Yeah, place. but we're gonna say average. There's probably a lot of beers going out. There's probably you know. So that's, okay, so beers three gonna, bucks. Yeah, I'd say I'm gonna six say to seven. Six. I'm gonna yeah. say six. Sure. So six. So how many people? So that's two two point seven drinks a night. Okay, I did something wrong here. Um, well, let's assume there are no meals here because. I didn't see anyone eating. So let's just let's just round down and say sure. zero meals. Okay. So wait, hundred thousand. How many people are? Yeah, in? there was no food. How many people are in here? If six you wanna, days a week. If you want to see how big this place is, you can look up the Water Club in Manhattan to see what it actually is like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I'm I'm going by drinks. Sure. First. I'm just so saying, that's okay. we got twenty about twenty eight hundred drinks a night. How did you get that? Oh, you're saying this is you're going you're reverse engineering. Right. Yes, yeah, twenty eight hundred drinks, twenty eight hundred drinks a night in order to get a hundred k. And this is let's say this is gross. This is pre tax. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what he's taken in because yeah. clearly, if it was what he was making in profit, then he wouldn't have a problem. Well, he didn't. Oh, he, oh, he did mention sales. Tax. Well, yeah, That's we're going to talk about a lot of that in sure, a moment. Sure, but, sure, sure. So, so we've got we've got twenty eight hundred coming in. Yeah. Or sorry, tw- tw- hundred thousand coming in over let's say six days a week. Um, I mean, it's going to fluctuate, but we're just saying average over the whole thing. So twenty about, okay. I mean, it's Maybe twenty. Let's say twenty seven hundred, rounding down, drinks. So twenty seven hundred drinks a night. Man. Let's say they're open for forever, six hours a night. It's not a uniform distribution. Yes. No, I know. I'm just looking for what what average would we have to believe. Let's imagine is if you're trying to simplify the night down to yes. a number of hours of a similar That's density. Yeah. Well, let's listen. So let's say six hours. <laughs> His ship has come in. My ship. His ship. My ship is going down, and I'm going down with it. Very leisurely. How's that? All this is an illusion. I'm on my ass. I haven't got a pot to this. Mm. A hundred grand a week. Painful. See, a lot Painful. of confidence there. Confidence. Yeah, that yes, that was confident. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say five hours. Five hours of similar density. Five hours, yeah. So this uh, is like seven to, to midnight. Yep. So that's that's five hundred fifty-five drinks an hour divided by sixty. So that's that's nine drinks a minute that they would have to be selling. Okay. To wow. make that revenue. Well, let's do it by nine hour. Nine drinks a minute. Is that reasonable? I mean, so, so how many how many per hour? It's uh, it was uh, uh, five hundred fifty-five an hour. And how many people are in the in the club? Um, I'd say about five hundred. Like five hundred. Yeah, so, a, so that's yeah. about a drink per person an hour. That's not bad. I was going to go more more by bartenders. So I was going to say, so nine drinks a minute. And so you have to assume, I mean, a bartender makes like a drink a minute. But I mean, I think Conklin so, probably taught them extreme yeah. pouring tricks. But but nine bartenders is not unreasonable for a club of that size. Sure. Not not at all, right? Yeah. I mean, you probably have like three bars in that in that club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so if each one has three bartenders, you're good. So, I so that's, so. I, I, think the, I think the math checks out here is what I'm saying. That's even not counting if they have food, if they've got a cover charge. If they, I mean, there's all sorts of other things that could be going on. Um, also, I guess actually, if you think about like, we were saying $6 average a drink. If you factor in people ordering super expensive, like champagne and stuff like that, certainly you might make it up in the high you, end a lot. You might, yeah, that the average first, might actually this come is a good up. Good first pass. So reasonable first pass. There's some assumptions I made. I would like to revisit if I'm, I have time. I'm sure Flanagan was making the same assumptions. Okay, but I, I'm just saying there's a few places where I assumed here, and I might revisit them if I have time. 
Uh, well, I, I I wish you luck in the okay. future. Thank you. Um, okay, so sounds great to me. I I enjoy this this breakdown. So first, the pass right here, whether it is based upon real stats or just an estimate, seems like it checks out. But what what didn't we think of, and what didn't Coglin think of? A few things. A lot of operational costs, which not entirely surprising ones. No, but for him, a man who has only poured drinks. Yes, exactly. Shockingly surprising. Shockingly surprising. So what have we got? We've got insurance. insurance. Sales. Should, should we be totaling these up, though, as well, is what I was I was thinking? Like, you, you can know, do whatever you want. Rough amount per week, right? So, you know, so if we t- were to take, like, you know, insurance, like, how much do you think insurance is per week? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I think he made a pass on what it should cost, but it surprised him. Yeah. It surprised him so much because why? Hands in pockets. Yeah. A little bit of graft, and it's never where you think it's going to be. Yeah. So I think there's a normal amount of overhead, which yeah. is... So you're saying even if we ran the numbers on this, we'd probably come out even. Yeah, and that's... We, we did a Coglin level, mm-hmm. you know, we're thinking about it, yep. but what happened is he didn't think about the extra level of graft that comes in. I don't know that he was saying graft particularly. He was more just saying... That the, as soon as you have an enterprise like this, everyone wants, every, everyone is looking for some money out of it. Possibly, but I do think he said everyone's got hands in my pockets, but that doesn't mean that just means like hmm. everyone wants to get paid out of this venture. That's a good. Point. So everyone's charging me what they think I can pay. Right? I could be honest. I, I will say this. I think it's interesting that uh, compare Coglin in the past when he's been the employee of other businesses such hmm. as TJ Fridays. Where he's oh he said so many things about how to run a bar. But here's the thing: he talks about he wants to cheat, you know, cheat the customers, make as yep. so much money. But he is not out for himself. He is out to make the bar profitable. Yeah. So when That's he worked for TJ Fridays, he was like the ultimate far more conscious of. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to be a schemer. I'm going to do everything to make money for Fridays. So I guess he probably went to this business with the same sucker attitude, saying, I'm going to hire a lot of people. And they're going to be schemers. Yeah, and they're, they're going to make, make me a lot of money. A lot of money for me. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's uh, that's the big irony of, of Mr. Douglas Coglin. So let's but let's go through it here. So we got insurance, insurance. We got sales tax, which yeah. that you know so that's that's carving whatever eight percent off the top. I think sales tax was not so much back then. I think it's it's ticked up in in, in New recent. York City. Oh, there's a lot of local stuff. Is there is there a local Manhattan bar tax? I will say this: in the last twenty, thirty years, we've seen even more kind of oh localized taxes. Yeah, uh, that it's and the ultimate thing is the hotel tax because you're getting people who aren't voting on it. And just yeah. like you come to our city, we're going to tax you. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, don't know what it was back then. I would say probably more in the order of seven, eight percent. Okay. Okay. Still, you know, yeah. I mean, sales tax is regressive tax. It's a it's a neoliberal tax. So yeah, so that so that's a hundred. Which means it's gone up more in the Clintonian third wayism. Whoa, just just saying. Okay, so that's a hundred thousand a week minus, you know, let's say eight thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight thousand for sales tax. Sure. So he's now at ninety two thousand a week. Sure. How much do you think insurance? What's overhead? It's big account. How many? How much is insurance a week? Um, I would say. For a for a nice club like that, nice club, I'd say like, yeah, like maybe six hundred, six hundred a week. It's a it's a lot of windows. I was gonna say a thousand. Okay, show a thousand. Okay, a thousand a week for insurance. I, well, it's a club though. I mean, 
I guess that's a lot of week. That's yeah. a lot of week. Okay, a thousand week for insurance. Sure. Yeah. Um, building code. This is fixed costs that come in early. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I well, but, is there any ongoing cost to to keeping up with the building code? Well, I'm sure went to the mortgage, make it more expensive. Replace the smoke alarm. Because he's, I mean, the old man. I think he extended credit to him. He says mm. you're going to be profitable. You pay me back. I don't think he was just mm. saying here's money. Do whatever. Hmm. So he's still. Well, he said you're part money. of the family now. So any money you make is money the family makes. I don't. You know, like you know the Progdens. They're, they're weird folks. The Progdens seem to be pretty liberal with giving their money. <laughs> um, I think that I think he's paying down a mortgage. I think he's responsible. So okay, the cost of getting this up was more than he thought it would be. Sure, because the building code requirements. Yeah, exactly. So what what do you think? Amortized over you know the years he's going to own this place. What, what? How much a week to to for those those costs to bring it up to code? I'm sure like uh, fifteen hundred a week. Fifteen hundred a week for the building code. Okay, labor costs. Here's a big one. Uh, that's Henry. So that's we nine bartenders. We already yeah, we've already established nine bartenders in order to make enough drinks to make a hundred k. Probably uh, plus six Henry, waitresses. Plus sure. Uh, or waiters. Henry is another Henry next to him. Henry. Henry. Henry yeah. Henry there's, Jr. there's two bouncers. Yeah. 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 So that's. So not so let's say like twenty employees maybe. Is, is there a bouncer in the back pier? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Twenty. So twenty. Twenty employees. Twenty. Sure. Twenty employees. employees. Twenty. And a lot of times you say, well, they're they're heavily tipped. The waitresses are probably not making a lot out of labor costs. Sure. Uh, that's probably tips up front. Uh, any busters but, as well. Okay. Uh, so how much a week are you paying each one of them? Um, I mean, the most you have to pay are people who are untipped, like Henry. Right? Yeah. Uh, and in high but also include include we've got we've got he just said labor costs in general it's not just salaries right so you got, you got right, insurance chef? you got although he didn't say insurance is a separate thing um, you got you know benefits whatever else right you have your accountant yeah um, yeah I would say probably like um, like a under like a under a thousand eight hundred uh, a week sure eight hundred a week per employee. This is kind of tedious. Well, let's speed this up a bit. Eight hundred a week per employee. I have a more, more employee? interest enough to go into. This okay, is, this I, is. I'm just. I mean, this I have... is not an accountancy program. <laughs> it can be though. This is not interesting, honestly. All right. So then, so we got labor costs at. Um, so instead, I'm going to link something. And use yield a number. Let's do this instead. Okay. Uh, uh, power company. Power How company. much is the energy going to cost? Uh, three thousand a month. Three thousand a month. Which yes. That means. Well, we let's say four thousand a month. That's a thousand. Okay. A week. Sure. Okay. All right. Um, easier math. Purchasing. Yeah. So this is buying all the, you know, all the alcohol. Which you sell for more, but you need to warehouse it. Uh, I would say. How much alcohol are you buying a week? So this is like. I mean, you're selling 100,000 of it a week. This doesn't cost you in the long run unless it swells. Well, and, sure. And liquor doesn't swell that much. Uh, but let's just say. Well, no, uh, but it still costs against revenue, well, right? Because the half, revenue half, is 100,000. 500, 500 It's not profit 100,000. It's revenue 100,000. So we but, actually do have to m- subtract the cost of the of the source alcohol here. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's so if you're making a, uh, let's say, like a margin of 30%. Yeah. So it's 70,000. 70,000 of alcohol a week. See, this sure. is, I told you, it's a big item. See? Yeah. Let's not squabble over, oh, I think the linens cost an extra $30 a week. I will say we should maybe assume profit margin of 40% because um, uh, otherwise we're out of money already. (laughs) Okay, great. Although actually maybe that's the point. Yeah. Linens. Um, Linens. So, so, so currently at current value. So if we say, is 40% a reasonable profit margin for not a barman sales? Not a barman. 
I'd assume so, right? So, sure. so it's like so you think about like a shot, right? So yeah. you, you buy a bottle of Jack, yeah, for twenty bucks. Sure. You sell a shot of Jack for six. Sure. Um, you, you, there are how many shots in a bottle? We even talked about too. What is we talked about the building code? Yeah. We didn't talk about all the costs that go into the fixed cost of acquiring the place, but maybe old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prognance. So let's well, just say that's free. Sure. Yeah. Which is incredible. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Linens. Wait, no, no. Hold on. Is it? Are we saying forty percent profit margin? Uh, yeah. 40%. Okay. All right. Linens. Linens. So you got twenty employees. I'd say six thousand a week. No, that's his mistake. He's twenty employees. They all gotta be dressed. They all have linens hanging off of them all the time. <laughs> um, we didn't see behind the bar. They look like mummies. Let, let's say like a hundred a week per employee. Okay. Is that high? Lin- what, what, like they don't like linens mean tablecloths. Oh, oh and no, tablecloths and stuff, right? It's not just which I didn't see. I thought it was more uniforms. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're linen suits. <laughs> I mean, Henry's wearing a nice outfit. Yep. Okay. Um, nice linen outfit. Man. Nice linen out. Exactly. Okay. So linens a week. Yeah, I know a couple thousand, five thousand a week. I, it doesn't matter. Uh, Three thousand a week. Two thousand a week. I don't think it costs that much. Oh. Let's say I would say five hundred. <laughs> a thousand. One thousand a week. One thousand sure. a week. Okay. This leaves him with. $11,500 a week. Which is money. That's money. Uh, but it's a heavy thing. And here's the main point here. It's not that he's losing money as much as he got upset that he's not making just easy, easy money like he thought he would. Yes. Which yeah. led him to get desperate. And what did old Doug Coughlin do? Doug Coughlin put cash into commodities, buying and covering on the margin. He did. And he, and he was... Oh, we can listen to him talk about that. The brain is... Yeah, we, we, oh, we missed no, the part we, there. we missed it. We missed we'll it. Yeah, we'll get it around next time. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in general, he invests in the stock market. Uh, oh, what, well, not what, the stock market. The commodities market. The commodities market. Not the equities, but the commodities. Yeah. Uh, and what's the main point here? The main point here is he didn't really know what he was doing. He did on feel, and he thought he was smarter than he was. Mm. Uh, and does it matter to pick it apart? No, because... It's not the point of the commodities market. It's the point that he just got in over his head and something to understand. Yeah, but so if you had to put an estimate together, though, so he's he's buying and covering on the margin. So let's. So what do you think his upfront? How much money do you think he's working with upfront? I mean, it's like saying I blew at the casino. There's a million ways to blow it at the casino. But if we had to get into like a detailed estimate, how much money would you say he's working with upfront? I'd say he's he's like how much cash on hand? I think he started with a thousand, then it was ten thousand, then it was a hundred thousand. I think he's just an idiot. No, 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 no. But how much? So, how much free cash do you think he has on hand from the Prognan fortune to invest in commodities? I did not really uh, investigate. I'm not a margin. I'm I'm no expert on covering your margin in commodities. No, no, no. no. We're going to get into that next. First, we were just saying I have a lot of other interesting. Prognan gave him money, right? The Prognan family gave him some money. How much money do we think? A couple million. They have a shared. He has some access to her money somehow. Yeah. And he borrowed it and lost it. Yeah. That's all I and care about. Millions. He does. He has specified. Oh, millions. how? Okay. So different question. How much is she worth? I think she's bringing in. Uh, I think 30, 30 mil. Whoa. I was gonna say five. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think probably thirty mil in the family. Sure. But I and think she's got five m- of it. Money he could really tap into. Yeah, yeah. five is probably five. Okay. Exactly right. Okay. So he's got five million. Some of that's going into the business. Yeah, you overhead know, let's say, costs. Let's, you, need, you need uh, have a little bit of cushion. A million and a half 
two million into the business. Yeah, and it's, you're supposed to grow it. It's if the business is making hundred k a week, that's five point two million a year. So that so it's reasonable to invest two million in that, right? But instead, he's he's tapping into it. Well, and blowing it. So the remaining three million, he's doing. He's buying commodities. Yes, and covering. So I think that means he's buying. He's, he's well, covering is about making a short a short sale. Yeah, but buy, so buying commodities, I believe that means he's buying futures in commodities. Sure, and I then think. Well, I think he's and he's, then he's covering it with an option. Is he making longs and shorts at the same time, and then using the longs to cover the shorts? I yeah, think things. I think he's doing stuff which doesn't really make a lot of sense, but mm. it sounds smart, but it's dumb, and let's just. But kind if of, we had to put together like a detailed <laughs> estimate of it, um, <laughs> uh, you uh, let's say let's say we have up to like uh, uh, fifty past the hour to deal with this, <laughs> and then we, then we move on. Wow, we've eaten up a lot of time already. Yes, we Woo! have. I have okay. a lot more to. All do right, about. we can move on. We can yes, move on. Yeah. Okay. I so my other question is: this the entire Progden family fortune, or just Carrie's portion? We kind of answered that. I think. Let's that, say Progden family thirty mil, Carrie five mil. Yeah, I think he has. He's probably. If this all came to light, I think Carrie would feel, boy, I have nothing. In truth, I think there's mo- like the family isn't ruined. Uh, sure. But I think probably old man Prognan probably got a bit of a bite and stuff that he thought was very, very safe money. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the Prognan family fortune, probably 30 mil. Yeah. I mean, just think about the Prognans. Um, All right, should we listen to listen in on his details here? Sure. Well, after he says 100,000, which is when he walks out in the back here, it's an illusion. I'm on my ass. I haven't got a butt to this. A mm. hundred grand a week. Painful. I should have read some of your sacred books, young Flanagan. The only thing I know about saloons is how to pour whiskey and run my mouth off. I knew nothing... About insurance, or sales tax, eight thousand a week, one thousand a week, fifteen hundred a week, labor costs, eight hundred a week, or the power company, one thousand a week, sixty thousand a week, one thousand a week, with a hand stuck eleven thousand five hundred profit. You must make enough to cover that. If I'd stuck to what I know best, which is almost nothing, instead I put all the cash into commodities and blew the lot. Got a weird way of talking. On the margin. Australian. Buy cover. Buy cover. I wanted it fast. See the headlines. Douglas Coglin. From bartender to billionaire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so he's trading on the margin. Why? Why? Why is he trading on the margin? Because he wants money fast. Because he wants he wants money fast, which is a high risk way to make money fast. But why do he want money fast? Because he wants to be known as the bartender that went to billion went, became a billionaire. But why? Like, does he really want that? It's a good question. I think he he wants Carrie's respect. Mm, I think he wants everyone's respect. I think he wants everyone's respect. Uh, Flanagan's most of all. But there's a very interesting thing that comes in here. Which now we have Carrie enter, enter, enter Carrie. Enter Carrie. My dream. Oh, baby. Oh, my dream. Not again. That's Sable. I want to go home. Come here. A toast, Flanagan. To the first and last person I ever cared about. To my wife. Doug? So that's a very interesting uh, line. The, the first, first and last, last person, person I, I ever, ever cared about. about. My about. wife. 
No, 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 no. Do you? Well, well, what, what do you think he said? He is. He, it's a. It's a. It's a multi-part statement. Sure. He is saying to Flanagan. That's how a it, toast to Flanagan. That's how it the sounds first like, and only person that's I ever how, cared about. That's how it sounds. Then like. he starts a second portion of the toast, which he starts and to my wife, and then he cannot finish it because he falls asleep. His line is a toast, Flanagan, to the only person I've ever really cared about, to my wife. Wow, really? That's the so actual word. It words? does make it sound. Wow. It does make it sound like he's saying Flanagan's the only person care about. That's really, what I thought. The only person he cares about is his wife. And this is really, and this is actually made very explicit in a certain book called Cocktail. Yeah. Uh, by uh, Haywood Gould. Ah. Uh, great book. I really, yeah. I really authentically love this book. Yeah. Uh, that he got into this marriage uh, cynically, but instead he authentically fell in love. Mm. And it is, you see, capital letter. Love is really wow. what got into him and started to just you know, uh, really eat at him. Yeah. Uh, because what is the, the what, what is what, let's go through the letters L, L? is for the, uh, the, way, the way you, you look, look at, at me. me O is for, is for the on, the only one I see only, O is for extra extra V is for oh, yeah. is very very <laughs> extraordinary very good E is for even more than I adore something something. A more huh hmm. okay i wouldn't say i mean the letters aren't really assigned to like the key words in each of those statements most words actually aren't spelled as acronyms but like but in this not, case it's all caps that's why love I mentioned is one it. of the yeah. words that actually did come from an acronym <laughs> yeah. uh, with l l is for the way you look at me yeah o is the only one i see v is you give me yeah. the wrap it up symbol yeah i we have i have a lot of actual <laughs> stuff to talk about uh and instead we're uh we're spending time here uh the main thing is he needed to find someone that would actually agree. I think actually, I think I need to keep my brain limber enough. Okay. Uh, but uh, he would need to find someone who would settle for funding his ventures. The uh, Not the original rich chick, but a rich chick. Um, and he did. And the irony is anybody who is like this uh, is going to be pretty screwed up. And uh, it's going to make him unhappy. In a certain way, and that's what that's I what caught him in the end. That's that, that's the, at least the I'm the case in the now. book that's made. Mm. Uh, I, I could read this, or uh, read please this later. do. Yeah, well, should we should we cut and do an episode of a page full of uh, a page full of, of cocktail? cocktail. Right? No one didn't know what happened there. No one know. Okay, this is a page full of cocktail where we read from the book cocktail. Coglin, the lady killer, the monster of selfishness, had been murdered by love. Love's the culprit. The guy had gone 30 years abusing women without a payback. He had lied to them, saying anything to get in their pants and out of their lives. He had never taken them or himself seriously, never cared if they stayed or left, loved or hated, lived or died even. And then, just when it seemed he might have hit his climacteric... That's a word I don't That's really... That's an interesting word. Climacteric. 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 His time of indifference... Just make it under the wire. Love had appeared to wreak divine. And that's, that's virtu- capital L O V. Love. Yeah, uh, you can hear my voice. If okay, you're, yeah. The, the trained ear. Love had appeared to wreak divine retribution. Cupid had launched a sack of nettles to torment him. This young blonde with a death wish showed up, and when it was over, a thousand cuckolds had their unwitting revenge. 
Uh, she said she loved him, but he knew better. Maybe it was money, not that he had any, or maybe a neurotic attachment to an older man. Yeah, was, that was it. The uncle who had fondled her in the vestibule. Coglin knew enough about these precocious blondes to know there was always an uncle in the vestibule. Okay. So that was love, huh, Doug? Just a perverted trace memory. She said she was faithful, said it was your baby, but who could trust a girl who'd marry a guy 30 years older who looked like the uncle who fondled her in the vestibule? Smart old worldly-wide Doug Coglin wouldn't, that's for sure. Every dirty move he'd ever make come back to haunt him. It didn't help that she made love with slatternly expertise, even though he knew that some women are born with an act. So finally, to quiet his doubts, he blew her brains out. What? Oh, in the book, he kills her and himself. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I think that's a bit Dark. more. The book's much darker than the movie. Yeah. So that's a, it's a little bit of a taste of pageful of, of wow. cocktail. Wow. Okay, now we that movie. has been a pageful of cocktail. And I um, just just to match it up well, I played uh, Busy Don't Bachelor. Always good go as, the, as the track there, the backing track. But it is interesting. Uh, the thing that really eats at him is like she thinks I'm a hero. Yeah, he wants to be a hero to her. I think more than he really wants to be a, the bartender billionaire. I think that he only wants to be that as a way to earn her respect. I think impressing Flanagan and, pl- and impressing Carrie Prognan are equally lofty I'll get, I'll goals get more in his into mind. This later, okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, Carrie, what does she? Let's wa- talk about what, it now. What does she want in this scene? Carrie wants to go home. She wants to go home. Yes. Uh, which, yeah, I mean, it's there. I guess the boat is not considered home. It's her dream. And no one's live inside a dream. <laughs> Carrie's dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, too much. So not, I mean, it does seem pretty convenient. It's like you're running the club. You're having a good time. You just retire to your boat right outside the club. And you could spend the night there. Some people get seasick. You got the old rock, rock, rock. Maybe a boat purchase wasn't the right choice then. Maybe not. I mean, I'll say this. I did not see any... I didn't see a flash of, you know, I love being in this boat. I, I don't think I she's, love bees? I love. I don't think she loves boats. Ah, or bees. Or bees. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So we, we get a nice parking lot scene that comes up next. Um. Yes, we do. So the, so so Flanagan takes Prognan home. Exterior shot, uh, some street in either Manhattan or maybe Toronto. Yep. See a car pull up, empty streets late at night. Yep. Do you think do, is is has Flanagan sobered up or is he driving drunk here? I think he's more spiritually drunk in the last scene because you're right. He wasn't actually drinking that much of the of the uh, the Louis Trey. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he was kind of just catching a contact high from yeah. being around. Uh, and Coglin was was Coglin drank about half the bottle. Yeah. Um. Okay. I, I buy that. So Flanagan wasn't actually drinking heavily. He was just sort of sipping it very slowly. Yes. Whereas Coughlin was going... And he is kind of... He's a weak-spirited person who just Zelda-like emulates everyone around him. So yeah. when someone's drunk in his vicinity, he gets drunk. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's very that's very Flanagan-like. Sure. Uh, interesting. So here's... Immediately, we have... Coughlin says, the only person, the first and last person I ever cared about, my wife... And then Carrie says, forever. you know, no you, Flanagan, yes. are the only person that Doug Coughlin ever respected. Yeah. So here's the question. Is that a is is there a difference in care about and respect in the eyes of Coughlin? And can both those statements be true? Absolutely. Do you think it's true? Yeah. Because I'll say I believe Coughlin. I think that his wife is the first and last person he cared about. I don't think he really cares about Flanagan. Mm. I think he enjoys Flanagan because Flanagan really does... One, wow. represent hope, youth, you know, mm. a kind of the ability to make a difference on a new generation. Mm-hmm. He's 
a guy to talk to. Yeah. Cool, bro. Yeah. Uh, but I think he doesn't really care about him. Oh, no. I think he cares about him. I think he cares about him, too. He just doesn't care about him as much as as, uh, as Kerry Prognan. Yeah, everything's relative. Everything's relative. Um, no, I mean, there's care about and respect are definitely two very different things. There are tons of people I, who I respect that I do not care about. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think it's true. But it's kind of weird to say that he respects Flanagan because I'd say Flanagan is arguably worth caring about to some degree. I think he's not worth respecting much at all. It's worth respecting his ambition, his charisma. Yeah. His youthful vigor. There's lots to respect about him. I think it's possible that she's just saying things, maybe out of context, or not really understanding him. To make him feel good? Maybe. Okay. She is, she's just buttering up the guy. No, I think she's, I think to some degree, that conversation is her kind of unloading this, like, he is so obsessed with you. Yeah. He does not care about me, despite what he said on the boat. Yeah. Um, so, and what he said on the boat sounded a whole lot like he was saying that Flanagan was the only person he cared about. Well, that is a kind of thing this movie, it takes you many, many viewings to really crack. And that's, you know, you can't expect to get this in the first viewing. Yeah, what do you think our reaction, I'm, I'm tempted to look up your your thread, your tweet thread to see what your reaction was. Maybe we'll to, do that uh, later in the app. Uh, okay. Is but, there, do we, do we have an easy way to get to that? Uh, yes, I, I do. Okay, uh, but because I I, I do wonder what um what your reaction was to this. I remember okay on first if, viewing. If if My you prince. if you insist, yeah, uh, you, you you load that up. I'll um I'll backtrack a little bit and let's let's do the numbers on these um these buys and covers. Uh yeah exactly. Uh, okay, let's let's move on. Actually, this goes on in the background. Uh, so my next question for you is, uh, did you hear what she said about? Her apartment when she's down in the parking garage. Oh, yeah. First, she's, oh, first up, go on. I love the way it's cut in the in the scene down here. Uh, insofar as beautiful shot. Okay, let's describe it. Car driving down, mostly empty street. Yep. Uh, uh, left turn signal on. Pulls into garage. New York license plate. I'm wondering yep. if this is filmed in New York or Toronto. Because if it's Toronto, they'd have to put New York license plates on the cars. Sure. Well, they can do that. It's cinema. Beautiful cut. Car pulls oh, I love into that. the garage, and yeah, that is a nice cut. Yep. Yeah, you know, parks. This kind of uh, foretells uh, collateral. Here it is. <laughs> we were a good team once. Walk me to my apartment. I hate going to that place alone. Hate going to that place alone. Oh. Please. I want to talk about Doug, about his problems. About his problems. Okay, and that gets him up to the apartment. This is an earful of cocktail here in KZU Stanford. Unless you're listening on the podcast, and then it's not. It's not. Uh, okay, so she doesn't like walk into the apartment alone. Yes. Does, no, actually, she doesn't say that. She says she doesn't doesn't like being there alone. I hate going to that place alone. Going to that place alone. So it's yes. not that she's saying like, oh, it's unsafe. Yes. To to go up to to walk it, which is what I I the thought on first viewing. The implication usually is it's unsafe in this neighborhood, but this is a rich neighborhood, and she's parked in the parking she's garage, in the parking lot. Yeah, although if you watch Baby Driver, plenty of nefarious stuff can happen in parking stuff. garages. Elevator is the most dangerous part of the building. That's absolutely true. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so um. But she doesn't actually say that. She says, "I hate going to that place alone." Yes. Which part? Uh, there's there's two implications here. One is the shallow implication of uh, she just demands physical pleasure with every man she sees because she's a strumpet, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Uh, and that's, that's, I think, 
it, it's certainly invalid. Uh, valid. Everything's valid. Everything. Nothing is. Nothing is. Nothing is invalid. Uh, but I think part of it too is uh, she wants to talk about Doug's problems. That is the second part. That is what actually gets Flanagan up to the apartment. Yes, because he he, he loves talking about Doug's problems because he cares about Doug. He cares about Doug. He cares about yes. Doug. Like his his relation with Carrie. Like he does he doesn't seem to have a great relationship with Carrie so far. No, but it gets much better, much fa- uh, very fast, and then gets very bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything more about the parking garage scene? Nothing else about the parking garage scene. Okay, we're up in the apartment. Oh, uh, describe the apartment. the apartment. Oh, okay. So I wrote a lot of things down here. So the apartment has some really interesting decor choices. Uh, so this is the Coglin Prognan apartment. Um, we've got the famous double gold fan light, which is visible just as they enter. So it's yeah. two gold fans on top of each other and then some light emanating behind them. Are they, are they, I thought they were like big ginkgo leaves or something. Yeah, leaves, fans. They're big, big fanny they're, things. They're, they're big fanny things. Big, big fanny things. They're, they're organic. They're kind of like triangles, that yeah. organic-shaped triangles. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful fan. Beautiful uh, thing. Wonderful number. <laughs> so, like, what, what's the general vibe of the room? Describe, okay, describe it in, is... in, in, in three adjectives. Yes. Describe this room. Uh, and do we need to write this down or is something we just keep in our head? Uh, it's, can I use four words? No. No? Yeah. Okay. All right. Then I'll use three. Okay. Word okay. number one. Word number one. Babylon. I was saying dorm-like. Ah, okay. Oh, nice. It yeah. reminds me a lot of like how people have, mm. have dorms. It's a very normal kind of beige walls okay. with just furniture just kind of like dropped on the floor. Yeah. It's, it's also interesting the view is not very good. The view is of some like <laughs> office building. Yeah. Uh, num- okay. Number two, I'd say Gildan. Five. Five? The word five? Yep. Okay. Not sure I understand. Well, do you remember what my first word was? Uh, Babylon? Yep. Good. Very good. Uh Good use of your word. Uh, third adjective to describe it? Yep. Uh, I said depressing. Sweet. That is sweet. Is that spelled both ways at the same time? Yes. Using ambiguous uh, handwriting? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it looks to me like one of the fancy suites in Babylon 5. Um. Okay. So should I should I uh, should I read what I was? Yes. Reading? What were you thinking at this time? This this hour here. This is a segment we call at this time. <laughs> All right. So at this time, many years ago, when you first watched Cocktail, what were you thinking? Uh, should I start? Actually, hold on. This is a segment we call Read the Tweets. Read the Tweets. <laughs> Should I start before we go to Park Avenue? Because I have a few, that's, I think, where we picked up last time. Yeah, let's it. just do stream of consciousness. Lots of tweets. Go for a it. Helpful floor mate gives away shoe's address, and she's rich, too. The the floor mate. I, we, we talked about she's the last time. She's rich, too? They're, they're, the they're, floor they're, mate? They're both in a megaloft. Yeah, they uh, are in megalofts. Every woman in this movie is part of wealthy family. It's actually fairly strange at this point. That's yeah. accurate, yeah. And, and all the men are bartenders. That's also accurate. Shoe's family isn't just rich, but preemingly and possibly rich. Will she get an explanation of why she works in a deli? Uh, will we get an explanation why she works in Delhi? Nope. Uh, the dad is pompous and ridiculous, but in his hatred of Cruz, seems the most rational person so far in the movie. <laughs> uh, next tweet is, sad moment punctuated with shrieking electric guitar solo. <laughs> yeah, that is. I'm glad we picked up on that on first viewing. Yeah, yeah. that that is a recurring theme. Uh, and we enter another hellish club. It's the mentor's new bar. Uh, I didn't really remember his name was Coglin in the first viewing. I just called him the mentor. Sure. Uh, 
Mentor's wife is kissing on the men, and his club is also on a boat. Confusing? I, I, yeah, that yeah, a little confusing. Uh, I don't believe the club could have been on the boat. The geometry doesn't line up. Uh, we talked about wow. that last episode. Wow. This is a mistake. I said they're drinking scotch in a boat. They're not, it's not scotch. Not it's scotch. Cognac. It's yeah. it's it's Louis uh, Louis Trey. Uh, Mentor's Sweet Life. Is, I'm just reading a plot. That's not a great one. Mm. Uh, lesson of movie. Focus on solid, honest business practices. Mm. That's a very superficial reading. Yeah. Uh, next one is Polaroid Picture of Mentor. This essentially guarantees he's going to die, right? Uh, that's... <laughs> That's an accurate reading. Uh, we don't we don't know that. And mentor's wife brings him up to talk about mentor's problems. Mentor says you're really incredible with women. Uh, she failed to do what she said she would do. Also, another misogynist depiction of a woman is shrill and nymphomaniac. That's my that's my initial. Okay, good. Yeah, good reads. Yeah, it's not good. A, good not, not a bad first. That's read. been good reads. It's also. <laughs> That is my version of uh, With Fresh Eyes. Best friends um, basically, yeah. Should we do that for the next one we watch? Is a uh, initial a tweet stream? We do, yes. We will do a tweet stream for the next movie, if there is a next movie. Yeah. There will be. Um, we will do a tweet stream. Unless there's a nuclear uh, thermo- you know, holocaust. You know, who knows? Who knows what will happen? Yeah, I mean, the, the big one could drop at any moment. Yeah. So count your blessings as they come. <laughs> Um, okay, so they, they go- call it the big one. They call it the big one, yeah. I don't think that's the term. They call it the Tsar Bomba. The- <laughs> uh, so uh, they go upstairs, and what does Carrie Progden say to Flanagan? Hold on, are we going to talk about the decor or? Not? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, do you agree with me that it looks like a dorm room with a bunch of kind of cheap-looking furniture, unlike? Like, it's not glitzy all the way through. It's actually yeah. just a really bland apartment. Yes. With a few uh, expensive-looking pieces of hey, lamps. I think that was how fancy interior design worked in the 80s. Well, the no, we saw Bonnie's apartment. That's a fancy That's apartment. That's true. Bonnie's apartment is fancier, yeah. <laughs> this is like a weird impersonation of Bonnie glitz. Yes. Yeah. So here's, okay, elements we have. Double gold fan light or yes. leaf light. What do you want I call it? The, the ginkgo. The ginkgo light. Glass skis. Uh, glass you got these glass like ski rack on the to the left of the door. It looks almost like an icicle in reverse. Yeah, like, it's a bunch kinda. of icicles going up in the floor like stalagmites. But to me, it looked like skis. Yeah, it's kind of a, the ski-based stalagmite. Yeah, you know, uh, I think it's just a pure sculpture. I don't think it's any functional value. Is mm-hmm. that right? I sure. Yeah. Um, you've got a painting on the wall of a man in a suit. <laughs> I'm not sure I I, I, it's a really funny painting. Is this guy? It's this like hunched over, like really tall. Um, not actually tall, like wide shoulders, like scrunched up, you know, yeah. against his neck. That sounds great. And he's got this like squat face. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, sounds great. So you got that painting of a man in a suit. I was I paused it because I wanted to see if it was a painting of like anyone, you know, if it was a like Coglin portrait or something. And it's very much not. It's just a random painting of a guy in a suit. Sounds cool though. Uh, you got a giant stuffed panda. Oh, do nice. you miss that? I kind of took it holistically. It sounds okay. like you did a lot more details. I did, yeah. Okay, well, look look for the giant stuffed panda next time. That sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> 80s were big for pandas. People loved them back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you got a there's a corner with a blue Babylon Five light. 
sure. looks very much like a like a light from Babylon Five and a green plant next to it, which is hundred percent the Babylon Five aesthetic. By a blue light for Babylon Five, do you mean it's a Z- Zima sign? Zima sign. It's yeah. basically like a Zima corner. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And you, uh, you, there's a small bar. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, that's very cool. Small home bar uh, with just a handful of drinks on it. Not yeah. you know a handful. Oh, it of, looked of, very disorganized though. Yeah, it was very disorganized. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just like their home life. And on the perched on the bar. Yeah. A model of. Uh, uh, the uh, spruce goose. Howard Hawks. Close. Uh, the zeppelin. Uh, the Hindenburg. Another method of transportation. Uh, the Model T. Mm, less modern. Uh, a chariot. Less modern. Uh, the Flintstones car. More modern. The Jetsons car. Less modern. Uh, <laughs> it's their own Mercedes. Less modern. Uh, it's the uh, horse and buggy that Lincoln went to. Less modern. Uh, it's... I, I, I don't know. It's, 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 past, it's past ancient, ancient Greece. More um, early versions existed then. I, 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 you stumped me. Oh come on, keep guessing. Modes of transportation. Oh um, okay. Uh, it's or, uh, or oh yeah, watch. So this is the blue light with the green thing in the corner. Oh, it's a boat. It's a boat. It's like a, a Phoenician boat. boat. A sailboat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think those are tall speakers in the background, but I'm not sure. Yeah, and, on the left and right of the painting yeah. there, which is kind of cool to have a area of your room that's just like a gigantic painting and two speakers is on that either side. Broccoli in the top of the lamp. Yeah, I also I noticed there's like a green thing on the top of the lamp. Yeah, it's weird. It looks it just I think this room is intentionally made because you look at Bonnie's place, you look at how nice the arrangements of the boat are. Mm-hmm. This is a I think it's supposed to be a disaster of an interior space. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. But maybe this is just how chic, uh, you know, interior design worked in the eighties. No, Bonnie's places. Well, Bonnie's place is the exception. Okay, so she says to Flanagan. Yep. Uh, Doug tells me you're really incredible with women. It's it's a weird line. Do you think it's true? No, no, because there's no way Doug is gonna is ever said that. I agree. I do not. <laughs> but so I think there's equal chance of him saying that and saying I respect I Flanagan. So I think neither is something he'd say. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, she's. I mean, she's buttering him up. Yes, yes. That's no. That's yes. She is. She is. And then she asks a question, flattering him. Like, how are you so good with women? And what is his answer? Oh, his answer is so good. His answer was my key line. Yes, it was. His answer is is I I wrote key Flanagan self description. Yes. What you see is what you get, which Which is is so true. Yes, a hundred percent. And I mean, it, he is in a lot of ways. The book is a three-dimensional Brian Flanagan, a guy who's a bloated, you know, uh, just kind of a person who's missed many of his goals in life and is at 38, trying to figure out what's going on. The Flanagan in the movie is is a cipher. It is the classic Hollywood protagonist with no real undergirding. He just he just floats through life. Yeah, I'm in a cruise like. Yeah, he's cruising. He's cruising. He's, it's a, it's it's the ideal cruise role. It he's, is an ideal cruise role. He's, he's ghosting, uh, and we we established last app. He never lies in the movie. Mm-hmm. He is honest. Very. Yes. Yep. Uh, so here is a question for you. Uh, she she first takes her shoes off off screen. It's an interesting interesting shot. She turns her back to Flanagan and then gets a couple inches shorter. As like she sticks her posterior out mm. to Flanagan, mm. uh, as though she's presenting like you know like lower primates do. Sure. Uh, 
And it's interesting you don't see any way to explain it's the shoes. You just know it is. It's, I don't think I've ever seen a shot like that before. What? Oh, that she's taking off her shoes? Yeah. She's is that the, oh, I didn't. She's seductively taking off shoes. Uh, I didn't quite read into it like that. I, I thought she was like bending over to deal with some like table thing. <laughs> yeah, the table had to be readjusted. <laughs> I mean, possibly. I, th- I originally went to line. I think she got shorter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she, she's still taller. This is the scene that other people establish to say, how tall is Kelly Lynch compared to Tom Cruise? Too tall. Too tall. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Flanagan, uh, two Cruise and Flanagan are both short. Yeah. Short dude. Uh, and she makes a move on him. Uh, well, what, they make moves on each other. Kind what, of. what happens when they lock lips? Nothing good. Whining guitar. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's the sound of modern society. Every time something happens in decadent modern society, yeah. you get the yeah, yeah. This, this is wrong. This is it's, wrong. It's wrong. This is not Jamaica. This is wrong. You go back to Jamaica. Go, go back to the waterfall. Go back to the dream. Yeah, it, yeah, life is supposed to be one man and one one woman yep. uh, just sitting under a waterfall all day. Yep, uh, raising the kids on coconuts. Yep. Uh, instead, we got modern life. Uh, just a, it's a mess. Stupid modern life. Stupid modern life. Uh, uh, Rocco, man. Yeah. Uh, so okay, and and, uh, and then and, and he and yeah, he does he 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 says this is not fair to Doug Cogburn. Yeah. So I thought I one note I wrote down here the separation scene. So when he pulls away from her, I I, I think this is like Tom Cruise at his finest here. Like it's he's really convincing in that in that like that's a hard. It's it's just like the the he has level to show passion yes. and then show inner turmoil yes the level to which he sells that inner turmoil is actually really impressive that's one of the things he's good at yeah Yeah. he's good at being glib and he's good at showing inner turmoil yeah uh and also pretty good at showing passion it's he's he's, there's a reason they pin the big ones yes uh yes okay we're about to get the apartment again let's just real quick i want to point some things out fan skis ready okay fan and black they they do a little get ready get ready because you're about to see it here I, I is saw this last time. Hold on, hold on. Here is painting a man in suit and panda. Yeah, <laughs> panda. That's a very quick shot. <laughs> and then the sailboat model on the bar. So, <laughs> a lot of kind of, just kind of. <sighs> Something's wrong. They're abstract arts, but they look more like just wallpaper. Yeah, there's a lot of paintings that are large. One, uh, gold framed. Um, large Dunk white says, border. You're incredible with women. And very abstract. Yeah. Not killer. great. Is that what he says? Flanagan knows that's not what he says. It's your secret weapon. 100%. No, he is dumb and he just. Well, mm. what you see is what you get. <laughs> that's great. Get ready for the cruise. I can't make it with my best friend's old lady. Am I supposed to live with the same man day in and day out? See, and like I don't forever? think she's as good and have here. No one else in my life. Yes, she's I mean, supposed to be apart from her character being yeah, being like not great. I That's think why you're up here. you know she's she's you can't do it now, can you? 
she's overselling Certainly. it. Whereas I think he's the right amount of he's he's not he's not like yelling. He, he's he's not the like, right amount of three dimensional, two dimensional character. She's yeah. a one dimensional character <laughs> and kind of playing it as as much. Yeah, you know yes. she is. The, the character is not fleshed out. She is a, she's more of a prop than a real human being. Yeah, a prop nun. Uh, she's a prop nun. Yeah. Uh, so she says, am I supposed to be the one man every day the rest of my life? And, and like, he says, that's called marriage. It's called marriage. It's a good he, line. And this is, okay, so I have, I think, a solid 20 minutes I'd like to reserve for talking about uh, themes. Well, good. We have exactly 20 minutes for themes. So this Great. is what I call uh, themes. <laughs> I don't, know what's I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Our computer doesn't play things anymore. Our computer plays things and then stops them and then plays them again. I don't know what's happening. Maybe you should uh, take your own hands. Use your own computer. Yeah, I, I might need to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is themes. Themes. So this is this is influenced. I was seeing a lot of similar themes being broached in a book I got last uh, a couple weeks ago at yeah. a library book sale. Uh, it's a book by uh, Barbara uh, Ehrenreich. Mm-hmm. This is called The Hearts of Men. Uh, okay. American Dreams and the Flight from Commitment, uh, written in 1983. I've, oh. I've, I've read through uh, most right of this. Right before Cocktail. Cocktail. Uh, the book Cocktail, I'd say, is like 1982, 1981. Uh, let's see what we got here. 1984. So uh, contemporary books. Mm. Uh, but it's, it's a book about the history of the 20th century. It's a book about really marriage roles. And how men view responsibility, and how feminist movements are are uh, have been formed by the way that men view themselves. Mm. Uh, so here's a question for you: Brian Flanagan, this cares a lot about the sanctity of marriage. And the question is yes. why? Why? Uh, because well, I mean, he's got his own specific reasons for caring about it. Yeah, as a as you know, a factor of like this is something you know it, he sees marriage as a way to um, kind of uh, make his escapades with Shu all right. Uh, I mean, it's a way of pursuing it further. I mean, we'll get more to that, but in this case, it's very specifically about the way that he views his relationship with Doug Coglin. Uh, and the fact that it would be an insult to Doug himself if it was someone else's married. Yeah. Ah, I see. It's, it's unclear. I mean, also, well, yeah, he does. Well, no, but so Bonnie's not married though. Uh, but she when he might, goes after Bonnie, if she had some absentee husband, would he really care? Um, I don't. I, I no, would. I think that's true. Yeah, you're right. He he would not. No, I, I'll say this. This is not my main part of the thing, but I'll yeah. say like to him, what is the only what is the only thing that we know Anybody that he thinks is a sacred sex? sacrament, a sacred bond? <laughs> what the bro code? Even more than that, one specific oh. thing. Oh, um, what is the only thing when, that you when know? A you guy, need to when a guy gives you a dare, you gotta take it. Uh, yeah, and what is marriage, if not the ultimate dare? From a guy, though. Yeah, Coglin is one of it. I guess it it is okay. So you're right. So I guess you're saying marriage is consistent with Coglin with Coglin with, like, uh, with Flanagan. I dare general... you to be monogamous with me for the rest of your life. Like, sure, that's a and, hell and of a... Flanagan would be right on that. Well, I'm just saying it's something that Doug did, and he has to respect that. Um, sure. Yeah. So, uh, but going on here, let's talk about more of this book. A book talks about the fact that uh, industrialization, industrialization yeah. happened. We saw a lot of kind of rigid. Uh, separation of uh, gender roles in a marriage. We now saw what is the role for the husband, what's the role for the woman. Mm. Uh, a, a wife, uh, the role is the domestic sphere. 
For husband, it is about breadwinning. It is about economic necessity to deliver, you know, to support the family. Mm -hmm. And at that point, for better part of 100 years, up to the first half of the 20th century, we saw the fact that we needed to give men their part of the bargain, which is, what do you get? You get to be in a marriage... Uh, you either are forced into it or let's say it's a choice you made. Mm. The question is, is it a good bargain? Because a lot of people were saying it's like, I'm going to be a bachelor for life. Why would I get, you know, just you know, a wife when I could instead have to support her? I need to work and give half my money to, mm. you know, as opposed to saying, you know, why should I be a breadwinner for someone else? Well, you oh. get stability. You get stability in what sense? Stability of, of uh, Bachelors are stable in their own sense. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, you get the well, and and th- I guess at the point where you have kids, you get the stability of a a family, and um, your kids being like living with you, sure. as opposed to existing, <laughs> as opposed to to being scattered around the world. <laughs> I mean, your kids not existing would be not, or not existing in the first place. Sure. Yeah, and there's but you get stability for your kids, right? At yeah. the at the point where you're having kids, it is useful to know that there's going to be a support structure. With a, a, a mother and father, you know, in the house with the kids, having a place for the kids to live. I mean, H.L. Mencken, he's quoted here in 1918, a book called In Defense of Women. And he he was he he stayed single until he was like in his 60s or something. Sure. Uh, he says, if the American if the average American husband wants a sound dinner, he must go to a restaurant to get it. As if he wants to refresh himself in the society of charming and well-behaved children, he has to go to an orphan asylum. Uh, it's just saying, like, you can get just a bad domestic housekeeper and pay half your money for it, or you can get better service uh, through third-party agents. Very cynical uh, view, okay. But uh, so the, the the book makes the case that a lot of the fact that the early 20th century says you're not really a man unless you enter into the sphere. If you are a bachelor who walks away from your obligations to join the, this, this kind of system of marriage, you are less than a real man. You are presumed to be possibly a homosexual. You're presumed to be at the very least, you know, irresponsible, effeminate, strange, perhaps crazy. Uh, and uh, well, that's useful for the society in a sense, it is. right? Because the way they yeah, enforced yeah. it saying you yes. have to be, uh, you, 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 you know, it's like you're supposed to be doing good work for society. Instead, of that we'll call you a pansy unless mm. you go and marry a woman and raise a family and right. then, and then support it by earning a wage big enough to support everybody. Yes, uh, and that's that's part. And I think that's I think that's true to a large extent. And the book goes into people who walked away from that. Uh, first, people were kind of eaten this, uh, uh, you know, kind of eaten up. But in some sense, uh, they're talking about uh, you know the beats. And I think this movie, in no unclear way. Is the, the about, Swatch Beat? Uh, yeah, the Swatch system. Beats. Mm-hmm. Internet Swatch Internet Time. Uh, the 1950s kind of Bohemian scene, yeah. uh, and the counterculture in the 1950s, the Beats. These were men who largely says, "I'm not going to be locked down to a normal conformist life. Mm. I'm not going to, you know, work hard at the job to support a family. This is bourgeois concerns. This is, you know, this is it's a it, this is an inauthentic way to live. Mm. Instead, you need to pursue." What was normally bros hanging out with bros, uh, yeah, and just kind of like I'm gonna go on a road trip with my buddies, like Jack Kerouac would say, uh, which is very similar to the way that Flanagan and Coughlin were behaving a lot through the movie. Yeah, the the Final Fantasy 15 sort of construct. Exactly, they're yeah. basically a modern day on the road. Yeah, uh, and in the book, it's worth noting that the bohemianism of of the book uh, largely is saying there's something more than just simple survival and working. 
in the book, they both care about literary production. They're both authors. Flanagan oh, and okay. Uh, sure. Coughlin in the 1950s, when he was a young man, he wrote in experimental things very similar to the Beat authors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think in a lot of ways, that's where you really have to track what he represents. Uh, and the Bohemians, it's what did they care about? The art. What is the art in the movie? It's very hard to show writing in a cinematically useful way. They actually translate the necessity they're working becomes their art. Mm. And that's fused into one, one, one piece here. Uh, there's some uh, interesting asides here about uh, this is based upon uh, The Lonely Crowd, uh, a book by uh, Reisman. Uh, I have a copy, David Reisman. Uh, talking about the difference between like early capitalism uh, and kind of what happens in a modern society and the way that people behave and what it means for the masculine role. And they talk about what is the other directed versus inner directed form of capitalism and how does this apply to how does it apply to Flanagan? Mm. The other directed, these are people who work on things. They have a solo, very directed, very focused mindset. These are the men of the frontier who change the world, who like who took on big tasks. They went out in whaling boats. They did all sorts of crazy things. Okay, uh, so also, not Flanagan. I'll say this. What does it represent? Like, this represents someone who wants to become a titan, who wants to change everything around them and really is completely independent. Uh, I thought of one person in particular when I heard this. Uh, I thought Rubber Duck. That's absolutely true. That's the modern other-directed... Yes. Uh, <laughs> he, he's an independent he, man. Yes, uh, yes. And he has a very clear idea of of yes. uh, of of his of how he wants to establish his independence. In the middle half of the 20th century, the the kind of idea of saying what is this kind of this the fact that men you know in this role of being the breadwinners were feeling so eaten up. Part of this was the fact that they were now in an inner directed role, which is about working with other people in teams. Mm-hmm. And instead of just being independent, they actually had to be about working with others and being competitive but in ways that were kind of not so much in the classic masculine role so you had to actually sublimate their masculine energy into kind of weird social spheres mm. and uh and i, I think in, in the coglin flanagan i mean i would say this is in this movie we see a lot of in the kind of scheming maneuvering mm-hmm. the kind of zero sum just small cons that we see like Uncle Pat pull off. I think mm. you see that kind of desperation of mm. what a sorry way. Remember, remember saying like you need to work hard. You need mm. to work hard and be, you know, you need to maneuver. You need to take every opportunity. When you get money, you have to work hard. And when when there's no frontier left, this is yeah. what it comes to. Exactly. And, yeah. what, and what happens in a city, especially, you know, it's like you're all, all this big rat den of people just fighting for each other mm. and just trying to get everything they get off. Either, uh, and Uncle Pat's like your best case. That's the most you can hope for. <laughs> uh, and this movie, in no no small way, it is about work versus play. It's mm. about hustlers and the people who are poor saps who who work all the time. For, Workers for the- never hustle and hustlers never work. Absolutely not. And in a very major way in the movie... Uh, it is about the fact that in the 1980s at this point, uh, the role has been uh, decayed of saying, men at least get respect. You have to work hard, mm. but you get the respect of being the breadwinner. You have a role that women can't emulate because of society that will not allow women to step into the role of being in, in industry. Mm. You know, you have responsibility, but you also get some sort of status. In this movie, we're actually seeing a role in which the, the men uh, are now dependent on women. In this case, everyone is actually kind of, they're working jobs of very low status, and every woman we see is 
Uh, very wealthy. <laughs> very, very wealthy. And how do they retain any sort of self-respect in this case? By... Um, I mean, by trying to convince themselves that they are the they're the schemers, or that they're the ones that are that are have it up on everyone else because they're they're uh, um, you know attracting these women. And that's a classic way at it. So like, well, you should work harder. You have to still be a man and still work hard. Be the Uncle Pat. Uh, and you know, you could maybe say, flash forward, is that the is that the lesson that Flanagan eventually learns in the movie? We'll get to that later. Uh, but uh, you can either drop out and try to say maybe it's not about this, you know, trying to maintain your own dignity through, you know, maintaining a mask and role and working hard. You can say you could drop out. Mm. And they could have done that. The movie could have just been about them going to Jamaica. Hang on the bro pad. Uh, you know, you take on the fact they're more in a gender fluid uh, sense. Remember <laughs> when Flanagan had on the Jamaican woman's body? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the ultimate bro pad. is saying like, hey, no one's going to judge for not being men enough. You know, we can, you know, we can just do whatever we want because the ultimate thing is having fun, being bros. That's what life's all about. Mm. And instead, they got uh, they got trapped in the marriages mm. and Coglin took it the worst insofar as he knew that he had to do better than his high status wife uh, and he got to the point that he was taking massive gambles to try to have any chance of impressing her mm -hmm. he, he had a very old fashioned uh, form of himself to try to maintain his place in the world as opposed to in the past he was a guy who dropped out he was a guy he's like yeah I'm just this he was weird. comfortable in the past he was he was a, he was yeah. a drifting person who is playing his own Coglin-esque games. Yep. And that that and that went away uh because in one hand he tried to take the games to the next level. Mm -hmm. uh, on the other hand, uh he realized that he was being trapped in very old systems. Mm. Uh and and it's interesting too that he also uh has now entered into the investing class of, of people. He is not mm. just a worker, he's now Explicitly saying, "Well, you have to make the big bucks by taking a big chunk of money and then making it even bigger." Uh, and he, he didn't do well at it, but he knew, uh, or he thought that was the way to make big money. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to owning half of Manhattan. Yes, and no, it's definitely when you look back and uh, it having been, you know, in real time a couple of years, uh, you know, for us, um, you look back at Coglin running a bar. Yeah, and you think of that as he was really in his element. Absolutely. That was uh, uh, he was he had aspirations beyond that, but that was part of the fun of it. He he didn't respect people. Mm -hmm. He was he was he was. Uh, but he was enjoying himself, and you know that's that's what life's all about. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the most well-adjusted person, but he mm -hmm. was he was pretty well-adjusted. Well, and he was competing in a domain where he could be successful. The problem now is he's competing in a domain where he has zero chance of being successful. I mean, he is suffering from a Peter Principle sort. You know, he he, he just advances and advances and advances. Uh, and at a certain point, he's doing things he's bad at. Yeah. And he's miserable. And that's that's life. Yep. Uh, unless you drop out and just say, hey, you know, you can't make me try hard. I can't, you know, you can't make me go for a promotion. I, 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 I uh... You know, I'd, I'd rather not. <laughs> I, I choose not to. Uh, so, I would say, in a lot of ways, I think that's uh, the 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 movie is about the role of masculinity in the late eighties, and I think that uh, in no in in no small way, just like Convoy, is, 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 is masculinity in the seventies is is Convoy. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and is this? I mean, is is it not just the case that because so many movies happen to star men that they also happen to be about masculinity in the periods in which they were made? I think that's true, but I think <laughs> this movie is probably more than most. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting gender related stuff in this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And a lot. Tom Cruise is kind of a new style of Hollywood leading man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yep. He's not that, tall. He's, he's not muscular. Yeah. He's uh, he's got this kind of active energy, but you know he was he was connected in the public sphere with Nicole Kidman, who was had like. 10 inches on him for the longest mm. time mm-hmm. and she was in a lot of ways tougher than he was but you know, it's like this is this is the new world we live in mm. uh, and it's very interesting to see how we deal with it and how we don't I think you could say the movie eventually takes a kind of conservative tack on it but is that ironic that in a lot of ways there's no sort of sense of saying moving on to a new style of living uh, Jordan Mooney she is a liability in a certain sense because she is so rich. Mm. Because she is tied to the Mooney fortune, they own half of Manhattan, mm. uh, she is actually going to make Tom Cruise miserable. You know the things the same thing is going to happen because he has this incredibly unhealthy energy yep. and it's going to eat him up and he's going to go crazy and, and probably kill himself. Unless she somehow divests herself of all of his money and becomes economically dependent upon him. Which it appears that's what that's what, happens. <laughs> That's what happens. So well, the, we don't know. We haven't seen the so, end. So the resolution of the movie is we need to go back to kind of pre-women in the workplace to have any chance of men being happy in the world. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's perhaps an unfair reading, but I think that is almost explicitly in the text what, what the conclusion is. Mm. Uh, and, and, and historically, movies tend to say, let's, let's reinforce gender roles through conclusions like this and you get sure. a didactic, didactic message. So that's that's my uh, piece of our themes. Any other questions? Uh, no questions. Uh, great. Well done. Cool. Uh, nice cra- themes. Cra- cracked it. And that's been themes. Walk me to my apartment. That's been themes. That's been themes. Oh, what, do you, would you want a, you want an outro? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what you, I, I always right. would. And now we get into uh, Drink the Up. That's been themes. Uh, now oh. we get. Oh, you want to? Well, do, do, do you have more notes? What? Do you have more notes or anything? I don't have any more notes. Okay, well, I'm pretty much tapped out. Okay, let's talk about drinks. Drinks, love them. They're great. Uh, on a hot day, nothing like a cold lemonade. Oh, it's so true. It, lemonade. Yeah. Is that how that goes? Uh, on a hot day. On a hot day. Nothing like a cold. Cold glass of milk. Maybe it is lemonade. Okay. Uh, we are talking drinks. We're going to invent a drink that represents these five minutes. And what could represent these five minutes more than... You know, it's ironic. Carrie Prognan, she looks like uh, like an Oscar statue. Doug says... She does look like an Oscar statue. And, and how prescient, given yeah. that Tom Cruise won, won the Oscar, Oscar for, for cocktail. cocktail. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, his first Oscar. His first and only Oscar. And, on, and last Oscar. And last yeah. Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Loscar. His Flosker and his Loscar. <laughs> <laughs> That's, are those the terms? Those are the terms. Yeah. Um, oh man, we had to wait so long for um, uh, for um, what's her name? Jordan? Nope. Carrie? Nope. Real real life actress who took too long to get her, to get her flosker. Uh, don't know who you're talking. About. Uh, um, uh, it was so. It, you need to give me more to work on. Uh, I don't really memorize the roles. 
I don't. Uh, she was in um, day in and day out. Julia and Julia. And have no I think. Remember Meryl Streep? Meryl Streep. She won a ton of Oscars oh, from the no. beginning of her oh, career. Oh, no. Runs. She had to, it took so long for her to flask her. She won for Deer Hunter. She won for Kramer vs. Kramer. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah, which is very young. Maybe it's the other similar actor. Yeah, the other one just like Meryl Streep. <laughs> let's, just, let's just move on. Okay. Uh, uh, drink the up. This okay. is where we define uh, a new cocktail. Uh, based upon oh a cocktail one more one more uh, this is about cocktails no. oh. one more uh, note I had that I forgot to read mm-hmm. this is the first time we see people drinking straight liquor instead of a cocktail oh they need a special license for that well I'm just saying in the movie what is good but for you wait hold on in a movie what's good for you beer beer is nice and easy it's a good way to relax on a boat yep what's uh what's good for you water that's what the waterfall business purity. Sure. A cocktail. A cocktail's are well crafted. Mm. It can it can pick you up in the morning if it's a red, red eye. Yep. It can just take you through the day. Uh, it's just it's a great way. What is dangerous? Escaping through pure cognac. I'm pretty sure they've consumed base alcohol previously in this movie. That might be true. Yeah. In fact, they drink <laughs> they drink cognac at the bar. Yeah, remember okay. that I'll stick with the brew is actually is when. <laughs> okay, good good yeah. point. So it's, I that's highly inaccurate. Re- retract the theory. It was okay. good theory while it lasted. All right, uh, I still vouch for the waterfall <laughs> is, is is pure water. The waterfall. The waterfall. Oh, it's the waterfall. The vodka fall. Okay, the vodka fall. All right, so um, what have we got here? We've got five minutes. Uh, we've got five minutes that are all about. Operational costs. Yes, it should be on linens. Nice linens. Um. Stuffed panda, giant stuffed panda. That's a good name for a drink. I mean, you think it should be about the fact it's it's about the gender roles in a marriage and what each one has to do in a modern economic system to maintain their own personal dignity. No, nope. I think it'd be a good thing. No, I think drink. it should be about the stuffed panda. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of small. Mm, okay, well, uh, I thought that was the key key part. Well, we talked about the melancholy of Carrie's dream in the past. Mm. Should this kind of capture the feeling of being in the apartment? Ah. Uh-huh. Um, what would be the feeling of being in the apartment? I think the feeling of being in the apartment it's it's a world in which there is a kind hell of hell in Manhattan. Hell in Manhattan. I mean, <laughs> I I'd say it's about the it's fact a good name for a drink. the line between the domestic sphere and the public economic sphere has been blown up. Mm. It is this kind of weird abandoned place where the wife doesn't even feel safe to go in alone to her own domestic sphere, but instead no one is still it's not a great place. Mm. You know, no one's taking care of it. It's this wasteland where everyone just dumps detritus of, of, of modern glitzy living into this weird, awful, dingy beige apartment. I think that's what it represents. Hmm. I, that's not coming together in a, in a drink in my mind, though. I think the drink should be kind of like a bunch of like crap just thrown that doesn't uh, mix well together, but needs to be glitzy. We've done that like five times, though. That's like most Yeah, we do, do, that, we do that, a lot of that. That is what the 80s are. What about something framed around the luck is gone, the brain is shot, but the liquor we still got? Oh, that's interesting. So it's like luck luck, um, luck is gone, luck to, luck departed. I mean, this is Coughlin's last moment in the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't know that. We don't know that. Yeah. But um, I, I did guess at the, my first screening. The luck... The luck run out. Coglin's last stand. Coglin's last stand. Coglin's last. Uh, uh, he's not standing. Did he? Stand? No. Coglin's last sit. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Um, let's see. The luck of 
The describe the feeling of this. What is the feeling of the drink? The feeling is is that is that all hope is lost. Uh, the desperation. Sa- the Des- sacred bond of marriage has been defiled. Desperation on ice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, desperation on the seas. I mean, I think it's interesting. A boat is here and before. Yeah, it's like it's like she's thinking of Cosgood in the background. <laughs> it's a boat light. It looks like it's like a sailboat light. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh boat brain. Boat brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm writing that down. That's the only good one. Uh, boat brain and Cosgood's last sit are the only good ones so far. Um. Boat brain, boat, boat brain does kind of capture where his mind's at. Um, well, what about boat on the brain? Uh, I think a little boat. bit too tidy. Okay, yeah, that's true. Okay, boat brain. Um, <laughs> um, okay. What 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 goes into it? What goes into a boat brain? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, certainly uh, Louis Trey uh, and sub Remy Martin. If you don't have Louis Trey, but. Uh, nice cognac. Nice cognac, yeah. Ideally, Louis Trey. Uh, what about bamboo? Like a bamboo straw? For the band, for the stuffed panda? Yeah. yeah, I like it. A bamboo straw. Straw. A bamboo straw. Does that work? Oh, yeah, that, that exists. Look up. Okay. Look up. Right. A ba- I'll look up bamboo straw. If you uh, listen to uh, uh, people who are straw act- activists. Uh, they like bamboo? Yeah, they, you can hear a lot about. Stradvocates? Stradvocates. Oh, wow. Natural bamboo drinking straws. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Okay. All right. So we're getting a bamboo straw in here. Yeah. Something needs to represent the kind of uh, the skis. The skis. Uh, a little bit of. Should they like, have thin ice cubes like that? Hypnotic. Ice cubes like that? What? Thin ice cubes? Yeah, thin ice cubes and long tubes. No. Ice tubes? No, no ice tubes. I've got enough novelty ice in my freezer at the moment with the milk discs. Uh, uh, good. Um, what else should go in there? I could just be those two things. What have we got? Bamboo straws and Drinking nice, nice cognac? Out of bamboo straws? Yeah, that's not bad, but... Um, no, I think there's uh, there's more here. Um it needs to be like the the the, hmm. the gold the the, the gold the, the glitz the, the glamour the vacant gold the vacant gold um it's it's the gold inside it's not unlike the yuppie bar it's not about the public sphere and you share your glitz with everyone else it's about the weird decaying hmm. glitz at home it's like trump's weird gold apartments you know hmm. it's just what a strange place like i need gold at home it's like that should be the one place you just say i don't need gold i just need a nice Soft autumn, mm. you know. Instead, like it's weird to have all this glitzy stuff at home. Gold, gold at home. Gold on the ceiling. Gold on the ceiling. Um. Um. Okay. Well, what about um? Let's see. We've got nice cognac. What would you What would you mix with cognac? Uh, how about some rum? Uh, how about some rum? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, how about some uh, water? We're not putting scare quotes in nice cognac. Water for the 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 you know, well, a the boats on water. Yeah, <laughs> and then b the just the unsatisfactory emptiness. We, we've already done this. Of it, did we already put water and yeah. drink? Yeah, I think we did. Okay, we did. all right. What about sparkling water for the unsatisfactory but slightly intriguing emptiness? Uh. Trying to piece together what is the essence the, of boat brain? The essence of boat brain. <laughs> uh, um, what about candy? 
Oh, that's pretty like good. Like the two, like saccharine sweetness. It's too good to be true. Like a Werther's original. Werther's original. A Werther's original in nice cognac. <laughs> yeah. uh, what is a gold candy? What is the goldest Ooh, candy? The goldest candy. Um, golden M&Ms. They don't candy. make that. They don't make that. Um, yeah, gold candy. A hundred grand. Ooh, that's a chocolate bar. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, not, um, it's not great. What, what kind of gold candy? A butterscotch. Oh. Actually, butterscotch and cognac is probably not bad. Yep. Uh, uh, I, I I think we put, we're putting a butterscotch in this. That's what I said where the original. Is that butterscotch? I thought yeah, where the original is like... Um, it's toffee scotch. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking pure butterscotch. That's the same stuff. No, 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 no. Pure, just... just like, like liquid? Like injectable butterscotch. Yeah. No, no. I don't no, like a... Like a what you consistency? Know, candy. Hard candy. Butterscotch. Uh, hard candy butterscotch. Hard candy butterscotch. If it's hard, it's in the toffee family. Werther's original. I'm just looking it up. Oh no 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 too creamy. No cream. No cream. Those are, those are very hard. You no no no. It's, but they're but they're creamy butterscotch. We don't want that. We want pure this stuff. Oh, this stuff. Just the yeah. the hard okay, yellow we, butterscotch. Yeah, this has to. It's the bright yellow. The ones. bright yellow butterscotch. Bright yeah, yellow. Exactly. Uh, no cream. No softening it. The bright yellow butterscotch of a new dawn. I would call them tokens. Butterscotch tokens. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This other stuff does look better though. But ooh, River Rock vapes. They got some nice butterscotch candies nice, there. Nice. Okay, I'm not, I'm right. not feeling this coming together. I feel like I want this uh, peaches, to... Peaches, peaches. I want this peaches. to contain... Peach schnapps. I want this to contain marriage in some Peach way. schnapps. Oh, here, here's something I realized, too. In the last app, uh, we put an apple in the drink. Yes. It's very appropriate uh, because the episode contained uh, a reference to the original rich chick. And who is the original rich chick? Carrie Prognan. Eve in the Garden of Eden. Oh. She's the original. She was rich? Yeah, she had all the bounty of the world. And she was the original rich church. Okay, fine. Yeah. Apple schnapps. Uh, well, I mean, Apple brandy. Apple brandy, that's not bad. I always like apple brandy. You get cognac, apple brandy, butterscotch. I'm actually, those flavors are going to are gonna meld. Why don't we just use apple brandy? Because that's no, no, a no, kind no. of nice cognac. No, no, no. We've already we've already got enough. We, we, we don't have enough ingredients. Okay. Um, nice cognac, apple brandy. Butterscotch. This is not a good cocktail so far. <laughs> and peach juice. What are just a, a chunks of peaches? Yeah, yeah, peach chunks. Yeah, yeah, uh, diced, diced peaches to represent. Diced, uh, just chunks like torn with hands. <laughs> Hand torn peaches. Okay. Cognac, butterscotch, apple brandy, and hand torn peaches. That's a pretty good drink. Like what? It's supposed to be like there is a kind of dissolution, a kind of real heartache in this drink. Yeah, and that's why it's called boat brain. That's why it's called boat brain. <laughs> I don't know if that name works with this. Uh, what about what about um yacht, yacht something yacht yacht club boat brain yacht yacht club. What about what about this? Yes, boat brain colon Coglin's last sit. <laughs> no, that's not how drinks work. <laughs> <laughs> this drink works. Um, or okay, this is this is how drinks really work. What about um uh uh like something like um drunk at sea, you know, or like um dr uh drunk in the harbor? Here's the problem. These are yeah. both really good names. I 
together. They we're work. not gonna. No, it doesn't work. That's not how you name a drink. Yeah, in parentheses. You don't name you a do. drink with a colon. No, no, there's no, no colon. Now it's a parenthesis. No, it's a parenthetical. No, I I overrule it. With my power of veto. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just boat brand them. Boat. We, I, I don't think the drink we made captures boat brain, does it? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but that's it's about distracting the fact that you have a completely fundamentally broken bonds between people who should care for each other, and instead they got boat brain. I I don't I no I I mean we need to add some modifier. It's got to be like golden boat brain. What about uh, or like yeah yeah gold golden boat brain? What about uh, marriage gold brain? No, uh, 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 tie the knot. Oh, like uh, like uh, knots at sea. Uh, for forever, th- what is it? Forever, forever may you rest in peace. <laughs> is this the marriage thing? For- <laughs> forever, what? Till death do us part. Yes, till death. Wow, <laughs> sa- same phrase. Yeah, forever may you rest in peace. Yes, till death do us part. Yeah. <laughs> Same sentiment. Yeah. Uh, uh, so till death, <laughs> till death do us boat brain. Um, till death. That's a re- that's a decent name for a drink. Name a sitcom. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Okay. What about um, um, boat brain, boat boat brain nuptial. No, boat brain. This is tough. Wait, 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 the clock's ticking. This is. This I know. Is, this is I know. We need, agonizing. This. we need to name this real fast. Uh, okay. Let's let's take a let's take a step away and take a let's look take at the drink. One, one step back, two steps nice, forward. Nice, nice cognac. I'd say half an ounce. Oh, um, uh, apple brandy, one point five ounces. One point five ounce apple brandy, half an ounce of nice cognac. Yep, I uh, like it one, so far. One uh, butterscotch token. One, two, three. Three. Three butterscotch tokens. Chunks of peaches. I'll just say lots. Lots. Lots of chunks of hand-shredded peaches. Uh, and in a bamboo straw. Uh, in, in a snifter? Or? In a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely in a snifter. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. Stirred in a snifter. Um, snifter stirred. What about... Oh. Okay. What about uh, boat brain colon marital despair? Boat brain on the rocks? Uh, it's funny because it doesn't actually have ice in it. It just has peaches. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, marriage on the rocks? I was thinking that for marriage a while. Marriage on the rocks? No, it's actually... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's That's there's, perfect. There's already a drink called Is there a drink called I'm marriage on the rocks? Sure there, there, there can't be. There's got to be millions. There can't be. Marriage on the rocks. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of... There's a movie named Marriage on the Rocks. Marriage on the Rocks drink. There are no drinks called marriage. Oh, marriage on the rocks. Not a very tasty drink. Yeah. New York Magazine, 1977. And have no one else. Marriage there, on the rocks. What? Yeah. What? Here's an F from Dubon. Uh, I'm good at the internet. Uh, Should we put some it in here? Yeah, definitely. Great drinks made with Dubon. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, what about um what boat, about, boat, boat on the rocks? What about boat brain on the rocks? Boat brain. I like. Okay, I like it a lot. Actually, I like it a whole lot. I boat brain, on, boat the brain ro- on the rocks. Such a terrible name. And a terrible drink. I think this is we couldn't capture it, so we did the next best thing, which is we punted Boat badly. Brain on the rocks. It's really good. Uh, to recap, half an ounce of, of nice cognac, one point five ounces apple brandy, three bright yellow butterscotch tokens, lots of chunks of pieces, uh, peaches uh, torn with your hands in a snifter. Drink with a bamboo straw. And there you go. And that's boat brain on the rocks. All right. Oh, that's the sound of. That's the sound that can only mean 
uh, it sounds like flare is being it's slung overhead. Flare just making its way over our heads nonstop. Yeah. Uh, uh, which must mean that it's time for flare in the air. In the air. The veritable flare's eye view. Flare's eye view. We view the quality of the movie, uh, not just these five minutes, but uh, and this is something no one's ever done before. Looking at the entire movie as a whole. As one does. Uh, as one, no, as we do, but no one else has ever done before. As we, as one of us does. As one of us, as does. both of us does, yes, really. But one yeah. at a time. One, well, both at a time, but yes, both one, at a time, one yes. at a time, as well. Zero to five stars. Uh, Zero to five stars for the whole movie. Whole movie, and no half stars, no yeah. take backs, no yes. gimmies, no milligans, no. Yeah. What else? Uh, uh, I think we need to move on because time's running out. Okay. Okay. So no time. No time. No no time. No time taken. No time no wasted. Time. Um, okay, uh, whole movie as a whole as a whole. Yes. Three, Three two, two, one. Four and a half stars. stars. Four and a half. Four, yeah, four, four and a half. Uh, okay. Movie up to, movie this, up to point. this point. Okay, yes. Three, Three, two, two one. Four, four and a half stars. stars. Yeah, yeah. it means match. Close. Yeah, okay. Uh, these five and minutes. These five minutes. Ready? Uh, three, two, two, one. Three and a half stars. Two and a half stars. Three and a half stars. Two and a half stars. Two and a half stars. I like the scene where they're on the boat. That's been Flare in the Air. What a what a just a calming sound. My it prince. Could you imagine? You just want to sleep all night to that. It's the sound of flare. That's what uh, Coglin did. He probably heard the water outside and just took a nice nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nap, nap. Uh, and never had a better sleep in his life. Exactly. All right. Is it time for our favorite segment? Uh, Contact yeah. info. Yes. There we go. I don't know anymore. Earful of Twitter. Twitter, Earful of. Earful of well. Hello. Hello. This is Hello, Earful of Cocktail. Earful of Cocktail. Hello. Mito was done. No more Mito. Mito. Oh, wow. What a production that's turned into, huh? that place alone. We're, we're good audio engineers. We are we are good audio engineers. And as we sign else. off, uh, we let you know as one we thing. As we sign off, we will say one thing and one thing only. Uh, which is unlike Mr. Douglas Coughlin in his own boat, the Carrie's Dream. Uh, we'll, we know we know what's up. We won't be drinking the cognac. We would never drink cognac. Uh, we will stick with the brew. We will stick with the brew. Cocktails, darling. Well, maybe some fruit cocktail then. Chocolate?